Today's scripture reading comes from the Gospel according to John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now before we dive in to this passage, let's pray together. By your Holy Spirit, Lord, open our eyes, open our ears, our hearts, our minds to the Holy Word, so that it comes to rule within us for Jesus' sake. Amen. So, between the years of 1983 and 1991, Australia hosted a grueling 544-mile ultra-marathon from Sydney to Melbourne. It was regarded as one of the toughest in the world, the race takes five to six days to complete and is only attempted by world-class athletes who are around their 20s and 30s with corporate backing from the likes of Nike, Puma, and Adidas who train specifically for this event. At least that was until an unexpected competitor showed up in overalls and boots to sign up for the race. 61-year-old farmer Cliff Young Cliff trained for just about a month by chasing his livestock around his farm. And this raised the question for spectators and reporters alike, can anything good come out of a farmer in an ultramarathon? When the race started, it didn't look good for our dear farmer. Wearing baggy tracksuit pants with holes in them for ventilation, Cliff quickly fell to the back of the pack moving at this slow shuffle. To complete the race in five days, athletes needed to run for about 18 hours a day and then sleep for the remaining six hours a night. But while the other athletes were sleeping, Cliff kept shuffling. Each night, he edged closer to the front of the pack until the final night when he shuffled his way to first place. Cliff crossed the finish line in five days and 15 hours, winning the race by 10 hours and setting a new course record. This 61-year-old farmer 
won a 544-mile ultramarathon with a shuffle. No one believed that anything good could come from this unknown 61-year-old farmer. After all, farmers aren't usually associated with world-class ultramarathon athletes. And no one believed anything good could come from this little town of Nazareth in Galilee either. When the prophet spoke of the Messiah coming to save Israel, there was talk of a savior who would be born in Bethlehem, but no talk of him being born from Nazareth. In John 7, a crowd of Jews echoed Nathaniel's skepticism, arguing over Jesus' identity. They asked, how can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, where David lived? Bethlehem made sense. Bethlehem was talked about by the prophets and was linked to the lineage of King David. Nazareth, on the other hand, was not associated with producing any rulers of note from Israel. We can understand Nathaniel's skepticism when he asks, can anything good come out of Nazareth? When it comes to royalty, one has certain expectations about where they come from and who they will be. And for the king who was supposed to come to save the Jews from years of oppression, you would think even more so. First century Jews had endured decades of political and economic oppression. At the time of Jesus' birth, Jews in the Holy Land were oppressed by the Roman Empire. Before the Roman Empire, by the Greeks, and before the Greeks, by the Persians. Through their years of oppression, they held tightly to these promises of the prophets. A savior was coming, the Messiah, who would save them from their oppressors. By the time Jesus was born, the Jews were ready for a king to come and save them from Roman occupation. Now, I imagine that they were expecting their savior to come to earth in this blaze of glory to take the Holy Land back in force and bring Israel's enemies to their knees. But Jesus was not the king they expected. While God has a history with his people of showing up in dramatic ways, God also has a history of showing up in unexpected ways. Like God did for Elijah on the mountaintop. You might remember in the story of 1 King 19, where God calls Elijah to come to this mountaintop to wait for him. And there's a great, strong wind, and we are told that God was not in the wind. And then there is an earthquake, and we are told that God is not in the earthquake. And then there is a fire, and we are told that God is not in the fire. And then there is a still, small voice, the voice of God. Jesus did not come in a blaze of glory, a dramatic storm, or even from a renowned and powerful family. Jesus came in the still, small voice of a baby boy born to a virgin and a carpenter in a lowly manger. The revelation of God comes in unexpected places. 
It seems that in the gospel stories of Jesus' birth, God really wants us to learn to expect the unexpected because the surprises didn't stop there. The great revelation of the Son of God was first shown to lowly, unnamed shepherds. We don't even have their names. And shepherds in first century Palestine were poor, and rabbinic traditions labeled them as unclean. Instead of revealing the good news of Jesus' birth, this king of the Jews, instead of revealing it to kings and queens, emperors and rulers, God goes to an unexpected place, the fields. While many may wonder if anything good could come from lowly shepherds, God saw fit to invite them as the first visitors, the lowly and despised, were invited first to come and see the Son of God, the King of Israel. God wasn't quite done with defying expectations yet either. The Jews believed that the Messiah was coming to save the people of Israel. That's what they'd been told. After all, could anything good come from Gentiles? Apparently so. Because the next set of visitors that God invited to come and see the king of the Jews were the wise men, who were likely Gentiles from Arabia. See, today is the second Sunday of Epiphany, a season where we celebrate the revelation of Jesus to Israel and to the world. It is a time when we remember the that the revelation of Jesus came in very unexpected places and in very unexpected ways. In his devotional Gift and Task, theologian Walter Brueggemann writes, Epiphany is a season in which to be surprised by the mystery of God. God's purposes do not conform to our expectations or our comfort zone. We may expect to be stunned as God does new things among us. Along with Nathaniel in John 1, we are surprised by the mystery of a God who comes from Nazareth, of a king born in a lowly manger, a king that is rejected by his hometown, that is denied and betrayed by his own disciples, that is mocked and whipped, a king that is anointed with the crown of thorns and nailed to his own throne. Unlike the kingdoms of earth, the kingdom of God requires this unexpected king, a king that makes himself low, that humbles himself and submits himself to his people in order to be lifted up and glorified. And because of this unexpected king, the kingdom of God is the good news for the unexpected, for the oppressed, the orphans, the widows, the outcasts, for Jew and Gentile, for male and female, for slave and free. In this season of Epiphany, we are charged to remember that God is revealed in unexpected places. When we find ourselves asking, can anything good come from this? Jesus' invitation to us is the same as Philip's invitation to Nathaniel. Come and see. When we found out we were pregnant back in June, we were ecstatic. It was back when we believed that the pandemic would be over by the fall, surely. 
Little did we know that the pandemic was going to last beyond the term of my pregnancy. We started then to discover the impact of what it meant to be pregnant in a pandemic. See, no one had done it before. There is no handbook for being pregnant in a pandemic, no what to expect when you're expecting in a pandemic. We were confronted with scary statistics about my increased health risk with COVID because of the pregnancy. My husband, Ryan, was told that he wouldn't be able to come to any of our doctor's appointments to be able to be with me and see our baby grow in the ultrasounds. My hometown of Australia blocked off all international travel through well after our baby's due date in February, which meant that my parents would not be able to be here for any of my pregnancy or even for months after the baby is born. These losses left us reeling. We were excited for this child, no doubt, but we found ourselves wondering, can anything good come from being pregnant in a pandemic? Well, last Saturday, a couple of my friends planned a Zoom baby shower for me, inviting some of my closest friends from Australia, England, Washington, Oregon, New Jersey, and across California. If it weren't for a global pandemic, I never would have thought to find a way to invite my friends from across the cities, the states, and oceans all together in one place. And such is the goodness of God, who shows up in these unexpected places and brings light in the darkness. As a church, when we were instructed to go online back in March, we wondered, can anything good come from church online in a pandemic? And yet, God saw fit to show up in the most unexpected places, Facebook. We were not only able to connect with our community through our weekly Facebook services, we were able to connect with those in our community who had moved away to other cities and states, even countries, and with families across the continents. As Pastor Matt spoke about last week, we were able, through this, to pivot in the Spirit and heed God's invitation to come and see God moving in these unexpected places and unexpected ways. Our housing justice team and mission teams led the charge on hosting Shower of Hope on Knox's campus to provide showers and essentials to the homeless in our community. They also worked with Pasadena City College Food Pantry to host it at Knox to help those students in need. We never would have thought of these things if it weren't for this pandemic. It's the mystery of God who shows up in these unexpected places and brings light in the darkness showing us that good can come from unexpected places. Let's face it, 2020 was a year that we would all much rather put behind us. Like many of you, when the clock hit 12 a.m. on January 1st, I was hopeful that this year would be different. But by January 6th, that hope was thoroughly dashed. And with the rising COVID cases and civil unrest, there still doesn't seem to be much hope or joy in the air. And so we find ourselves asking the same question we did last year. Can anything good come from this year? Here's the good news.
Nathanael asked a similar question in John 1, and Philip invited him to come and see for himself. As a people, we have asked this question throughout our history, and each time I believe that God invites us to come and see for ourselves. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. Can anything good come out of this year? Come and see. Come and see the God who reveals God's self in the most unexpected places. Come and see the God who brings the light in the darkness. Come and see. Nathaniel didn't receive an answer to his question. He just received an invitation. By accepting the invitation to come and see, even in his skepticism, Nathaniel discovered the Jesus, that Jesus is who he says he is. And so he exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Friends, are you prepared to accept the invitation? Will you come and see for yourself if anything good can come from the places you least expect? Are you prepared to find Christ in these unexpected places? In your Republican or Democrat family members and friends you constantly fight with? In our state's capital? In the homeless man on the corner? In your LGBTQ plus neighbor? In the midst of racial tensions? In your Zoom calls? In your fatigue? in your daily frustrations and exhaustions. Our God is the God who brings light in the darkness. And our challenge in this season of epiphany and at the start of a new year is to accept God's invitation to come and see God in unexpected places. Friends, something good came out of Nazareth. May we have the courage to accept the invitation to come and see God this year in those unexpected places so that we might proclaim with Nathaniel, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.